Welcome to the Influency Podcast. I'm Hadar, your host, and today we are going to hear success stories. Hey everyone, thank you so much for tuning in for another episode of the Influency Podcast. Today, I'm super thrilled to have you here because today I'm going to share with you an interview that I conducted with a few of my favorite people in this world and those people are my students, my dear students, and they are going to share with you their English journey, where they used to be and where they are today and there is quite a difference. And they're going to share with you what they've done to reach that place of freedom and confidence and success and all their accomplishments thanks to that shift and change in their English and approach to English. And also they're going to share where they were and the limitations and the things that held them back and what they did to let go of those limitations. So this is such an inspiring episode. And it's not just me telling you this because I'm not objective, obviously, but people who heard them speak kept sharing how inspiring it was and motivating. And I think that you deserve to hear that too. And this is why I'm sharing it here. Once you listen to this episode, I would love for you to come back to me and share with me what you feel about this and about their stories. You can find me on Instagram at hadar.accentsway. And yeah, and tell me what you think. So thank you for being here. And I can't wait to share with you today's episode. So let's listen. Hello, Hadar. I'm so excited to be here with you. Soraya, my love, would you like to introduce yourself? Tell us okay. a little bit about you and where you're from and your background, and then we'll start okay. the conversation. Well, I'm Soraya. I am originally from Colombia in South America, although I have been living in Spain for many years now. I studied communication and journalism. I always had the dream to study abroad also. And uh, I wanted to learn English all my life. Uh, my journey through English obviously involves many experiences and many years. I had classes at high school, also at the university. Then I signed up for several courses in academies in Colombia and here. And uh, throughout this, this uh, path, well, yes, it is true that I learned. Uh, many things, but also it is true that most of the studies were a focus on grammar aspects, long list of verbs in order to learn by heart, um, phrasal verbs, but mm, the lack, the main uh, lack of this experience was uh, that I don't have time to speak uh, or practice my uh, listening skills. So you were, so, well, you were investing a lot of time 
learning, but you felt that you weren't yes. putting it into practice. Mm. Yes, that's the problem because when you are enrolled in an academy or a formal studies, usually, yes, the teachers will be good teachers, but they focus on following the book, following the contents, uh, because, well, that is the curriculum that they have to follow and uh, they have not much time in order to practice. And on top of that, I had to confess, well, some things. Paradoxically, I discovered you, your channel in YouTube, due to one of those teachers. Because usually they, yes, 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 yes. Usually they send us additional material, videos or links in order to explore by, by ourselves. So one of those videos was one of Absence Way videos. So I was impressed and I said, oh, let me see, because this girl is a really good communicator. I had to confess that that was the first thing that I grasped, because obviously being a communicator myself, I am really, really interested in those aspects of a conveyor message. So that hooked yeah. me. But then I decided to explore a bit more and I, and I watched other videos and you said, I am not a native speaker. And I said, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh, I'm going to follow her. But let me ask you a question, a follow-up question on what you just said. You said that I'm a communicator, right? Like, and this is why I was interested in that. So let me ask you, as someone who is, you know, a, a natural communicator and, you know, in your native language and Spanish is like, you know, this is something that runs in your veins. And then you faced the struggle of, you know, not having that power in English. How did that feel? And, you know, how did you feel communicating in English when you had that barrier? Yes, at first it was so frustrating because as you mentioned, for me, it's natural. I know that I am a good communicator in Spanish. I can convey my message. Uh, in a clear manner, I have uh, this kind of uh, character that uh, is easygoing, that I, I can build a rapport with people. And also, I write really well in Spanish. So, mm. uh, when I discovered that in English, all of these mumbling uh, features disappear, I was so <laughs> frustrated, so frustrated because uh, it is not only the lack of, at first, the lack of vocabulary, but it is the way to speak in a natural way. That was yeah. so frustrating for me. And that was uh, what I was looking for all this time. Yeah. And, well, going back to the studies, well, I want to mention something. I live in, I live in Spain, and here, in order to progress in a way in your career ladder, uh, if you want to go to another company or project more interested, more interesting in many of them, it's a requirement uh, to show your certifications in terms of English. Why? Mm. Well, I can understand. Not in all the countries is the same. Here is in that manner. And so you need I to, can... to, to, to do a certain exam or test to show. Yes, you need to, yes. to be accepted to. Yeah. Yes. In order also to have the opportunity to take part in the in the job in the process of the job offer. Why? 
because there are many people, obviously they need a filter, some kind of filters. And also because it is true that sadly there are people who say, oh, my English level is medium, but they don't speak English at all. <laughs> so the recruiters, they want to make sure that at least you have a basis in English that you speak fluently and then in the process, uh, they interview in the people in English, obviously. Yeah, I have to say something about that. I think it's a, it, it's harder for the applicants, right? And you will tell your story. But recently I've been seeing, especially in the industry that like in my industry, my students back here in Israel, there isn't this requirement, but what they're doing now is they're, that they're asking for native speakers only for the position, which is on the verge of, you know, discrimination in native speakers yes. because there are a lot of versatile, expressive, fluent individuals who are not, in, who are not native speakers that are yes. eligible for a position, but they can't apply because it only requires native speakers because that's yes. their way of filtering, you know, people who have better English than, than others who, who don't really, who are not able to communicate as effectively. So I think that even though it's a hassle, I think it's better than just yes. setting the bar as native speakers and that's it. Yeah. Yes, that's true. So uh, for, the, for that reason, in, uh, um, yes, recent years, I believe more or less five or six years, I have been studying English consistently in a school in order to prepare and in order to do these kind of certification exams. In that manner, first I did the first exam that is B2 level, then I did the C1 level that is advanced. And in last year, I have been preparing myself for the proficiency exam. Well, last year, in the middle of the pandemic, I did my last exam, and sadly, and even though I had been studying a lot, I failed. I failed. I was close to the, um, yes, average degree, but I didn't reach. That was sad, disappointing. What was most frustrating about failing that exam? back then? Well, the, the most frightening thing is that you know that you have been doing a hard process and everything boils down to a, to a, to a grade. And, and that does it. Because you can have a bad day or also you can, for example, in the listening uh, skills, yes, you can have good listening skills, but it's going to be better the result if you are familiarized with the topic, for example. And in terms of yeah. speaking, something that, yes, uh, get me angry uh, was that, uh, yes, I know that in general terms, I have a way wide range of vocabulary and expressive, uh, but I had big gaps in terms of pronunciation. Mm. That was one of my problems. And, and for me also was excruciating because I thought, I am in this level, and how is possible that in this level I uh, remain with problems in terms, serious problems in terms of pronunciation? Well, in this moment, last year, 
Uh, I was obviously really, really angry, sad, frustrated at first. But then, fortunately, I have that trait in my character. I said, I have to do something. I am not going to stay here moaning and criticizing because that is, uh, that is not useful. Did you have a thought, like the thought pass of giving up? Of like just not going for it at some point, or you were like, no, no, I know, I'm no, 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 because also I knew that I was close to my objective. Yeah. So I decided I am not going to throw away all these years and said, no, English is not for me, and I am going to no, never. <laughs> so I decided two things. I said, well, I'm going to repeat the whole course uh, uh, in this school. Uh, in order to continue preparing uh, for the test, because a test is not only knowledge. A test, a test involves know how to do the test. No, exactly. The That's the thing. Like, a test is not a way to really reflect your fluency and level. It just means that you pass a test, that you know how to pass tests, right? Like, you yeah, have exactly. a certain level, but it still doesn't guarantee that you get the certificate, which is what's so annoying about this type of filtering. Yeah. Yes. That was my first decision. I'm going to repeat the course. It doesn't matter. Yes, it's boring. Uh, going back again with the book, doing the homework, repeating, repeating, repeating the structures, but I'm going to repeat. If this is necessary, I'm going to do it. And the second thing that I decided was I received the information about the accent cover curves. I was thinking, oh, I don't know if it deserves the investment or not. Mm-hmm. And everything. Um, I don't know what I'm going to find there. I don't know if they are going to fulfill my expectations or they are going to uh, fulfill the program. But finally I said, well, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to try. And yes, I signed up for that makeover, uh, and, and it was fantastic for many things, many, many, many things, not only in terms of English itself, but in, in terms of uh, a life experience. Why? Because uh, when I did uh, the course last year, we were in the middle of the pandemic. Most of the time I was at home, uh, um, Yes, like to follow the the uh, restrictions. I I didn't have a social life, and I had to confess that accent makeover was for me uh, open a window to a universe. I mean, the universe of English, yes, but also the universe of the whole uh, quantity of marvelous people of many, many countries that I had never had any contact with people from those countries. And, and it was uh, astonishing. Yes, it was an astonishing experience. Can you really talk about the difference between going through things on your own and doing it when you have a community around you? Because, you know, one of the things that I think a lot of the people watching is that they really feel alone in this and they really feel like this is how you're supposed to learn. And then when you're ready, you go out and you speak with the world. What has changed for you when you shifted from this is me against English versus this is us, you know, you in the community and the other learners and the students. It's us, 
you know, with English? How, what has changed for you and how did that help you with English? Well, yes, yes, it is definitely a change. Why? Because when you are alone, uh, you sometimes feel motivated to learn. Uh, other times you are not so motivated. Uh, in some occasions, there are um, tons of information or, and contents on internet, and you can spend the whole day, if you want, uh, jumping from side to side, but you don't have a direction. Uh, that is, and on the other hand, being part of a community is uh, fundamental in order to follow the path, in order to feel a uh, uh, company, in order to feel that you belong to a community that is working on the same purpose. You can share with people that can understand your struggles, your disappointments, your frustrations, but also people who are supportive because all of us are in the same boat. And I, what is the purpose? We all want to enhance our, our English-speaking skills or English skills in general. We all have thrived in our professional lives or personal lives. We all want to travel. We all want to be uh, able to communicate in different sceneries. So it's fantastic because of that. But also because you have the opportunity to learn many things that are not strictly related to English, but that are useful. For example, in some of these uh, courses that I had had the opportunity to do, I have learned things about uh, how to prevent cognitive uh, illnesses. Or, for example, uh, things, because it depends due to the fact that the mates, the, the fellows can, we can propose uh, activities and there are many interesting people with different experiences and backgrounds, we can share that knowledge or that, uh, those ideas with our mates. And it's so, so interesting because you are learning English. Yes, you are improving your skills, definitely. But on top of that, you are learning many new things. And, yeah. and throughout this period, I can say that, uh, yes, my world, has expanded so much. Yes. That's amazing. And I think like this is so inspiring what you're saying because ultimately, and then we're going to circle back to why it was good that you didn't pass the test uh, and what it did because you were talking about like going from being on your own in a pandemic to being a part of something and a part of a community and, and learning together. But I think really, I think this is, such an important part because English is not meant to be learned alone and English is not just following the exercises or the scripts that you read but really producing new original thoughts and this can only happen when you are triggered to think beyond the obvious right so when you are given a certain text or a discussion then you're just regurgitating what you've heard you hear it and then you repeat it but then when you are in a situation where you are inspired to speak and to talk about different things like, you know, how to 
avoid mental or discover men mental illnesses and so much more, then it really, there is an invitation to produce an original thought. And this is where the breakthroughs happen, where you need to be like, okay, I trust that I can do it. I know that they'll support me. And I need to believe that I have the needed information to convey that thought and that it happens. And then it's a skill in and of itself. Like the more you create original thoughts with confidence, the more confident you become in it and the easier it becomes. Yes. And also, let me tell you uh, something additional. Recently, I was uh, talking with another mate and we were reflecting about all, uh, all this process. And she told me something that is true. Having the opportunity to connect with uh, such a vast amount of people from different countries, it is beneficial also because you debunk all these uh, misconceptions or prejudices or thoughts that you can have about people from uh, a determined nationality because you have the opportunity to interact with them, to ask questions about their countries, their experiences, their cultures, and it's uh, an enriching experiences in all the sense. It's amazing. I think absolutely. Because we hear so many stories and so many stereotypes and so many like beliefs that we have about people and countries and religions. And all of a sudden you're like, you know, no, it's these are real people and we're actually the same. And I think this is really incredible. And that's what's incredible about the community. So you're talking about the experience you had in Accent Makeover and then beyond our English practice community, right? Yes, yes, yes. Well, in fact, yes, I enrolled in Accent Makeover. And <laughs> for me, I have to confess that in a moment, it was shocking. Why? Because in that moment, yes, I thought, oh, in general terms, I have a good level of English. I am trying to reach my proficiency test. And, uh, well, I'm going to improve. I knew that I have gaps in terms of pronunciation. But I remember, I, I can picture the image. I remember when in some of the classes uh, you were teaching us about the different sounds. And I remember uh, at least two or three specific words. <laughs> words. <laughs> One of them was recognize. And I said, what? Recognize. Recognize that is a word that I use frequently, but being and Spanish speaker as a native uh, tongue, I obviously the O I, I pronounced recognized. And when I discovered that the correct pronunciation was recognized, that blows my mind. Yeah. <laughs> the other word that I can't forget is rural. rural. Oh my god. Oh my god, that blows my mind. <laughs> Because I always said, oh, yes, yes, the experience in the city is different to the experience in the rural area. Oh, yes. And I thought, oh, yeah. I, am, I am speaking cool. <laughs> when I discovered, <laughs> oh, my God, the correct pronunciation is rural. And I had been pronouncing that word badly for many years. I was, how is possible? <laughs> But you know what? Now uh, it's fantastic. The experience in, in that makeover, 
is fantastic because it is true. You said that, and, and I can say that it's true. We learn the correct sounds, and in that sense, we learn how to catch our mistakes and yeah. how to try to solve that problem. And for yeah. me, that is one of the challenges in this moment because I had to work hard in order to get rid of, of the bad patterns that I yeah. had managed through several years. Yes. Yeah. But do you feel that now that you're more aware of it, were you more self-conscious about it in the past? Or? Well, in the past for me was confusing because, for example, in the exams, uh, the teacher said, no, because uh, you pronounce this word and this word and this word, but. Yeah. But I didn't have Really, I didn't have the information uh, in order to process uh, what where was the failure. For example, I now I enjoy I enjoy reading in the different dictionaries. Not only the definition of the word, but the, the first that I look for is the IP translation because now yeah. I understand the symbols. I understand the symbols perfectly. Yeah, you have a lot of freedom. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, uh, Before, that was like um, uh, speaking in Greek for me. And now I understand. And and I think what you said about I didn't know how to process it. I think I want to I want to linger on that for a second because this is so important. This is why it's so overwhelming for people and they have that experience with pronunciation. Usually it's just like, well, you know, they get feedback, they go into this pattern of my pronunciation sucks. There are no tools to differentiate between, you know, what I think it needs to be and what I'm actually saying. Yes. As a result, that, you know, ambiguous place, it's so foggy, it's so confusing that people either avoid it or just feel really shitty about it. And then I think that even if the impact is not immediately shown, right? Because building the pronunciation habits, it takes time. So it's in your speech consistently. But like, first of all, hearing people better and understanding them, but also when you recognize, could recognize (laughs) (laughs) that people are not like what you said isn't clear or people don't understand what you just said, at least you know what you need to do to change, right? Like at least you know, you have the system, the IPA in your head, like you said, and I think this is why pronunciation gives you power. It doesn't take power away from you. It gives you power if you understand the sounds. So, Raya, whatever happened with that test, did you end up taking it again? Well, 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 the fact was that I did the test last May this year, and I succeeded. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I succeeded. And, and, and obviously, I know that all this process through Atomic COVID and beyond was fundamental for that. Because, yes, obviously, in a, in a test, you have to be intentional, you have to be present. Obviously, I, for example, one of the things that I know that I have to work on is uh, take my time in order to talk, because I tend to speak weekly in Spanish and also in English. And in English, when we are nervous, we tend to rush. So uh, that, those kind of things 
Uh, I definitely now manage all in a better way. Not only the pronunciation, because in accent makeover, in Beyond, and in New Sound, we learn not only how to pronounce, that is part of the course, yes, uh, but also we learn phrase and verbs, uh, grammar, we learn enhance uh, um, our vocabulary, and uh, how to deliver a speech, uh, how to be more fluent, how to connect um, the words, how to reduce uh, the function words. And there are many things. At first, when I was in accent recovery, in a moment, I, I said that I was shocked because I discovered many things that I didn't know in that moment, but also yeah. because I was aware and I was a bit afraid because I said, how I'm going to manage all of this bunch of information in order to incorporate in my speaking. Yeah. Uh, obviously, as you mentioned, it is something that is not immediate. It yeah. takes time. But then you don't have to incorporate everything. It's not everything. Yes. It's just like, yeah, yes. just know what's important for you. Yes, yes, yes. And the key is uh, follow the process, believe, follow the process and work consistently because it's not a magic potion i mean yeah it's not a that you are going to enroll and everything is going to change magic yeah no you have to yeah. follow the process and work yeah yeah absolutely follow the process and work stay consistent and um okay so looking back between you know the first exam that you failed and then the second exam so now you have friends from all around the world that you get to meet with <laughs> on a weekly basis, right? Would yes. you say, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share something from my experience, but I always love to look at things in hindsight. And, you know, when something happens not according to how you plan it and you get really frustrated and upset and sad, you blame yourself and all of that. And only later you realize that there was a purpose for it, right? Yeah. When I was in school, when I got accepted to acting school, I tell it a lot, but I'm sure that not everyone has heard it. When I got accepted to acting school, I went back home after two years in New York to apply for a student visa and I didn't get it, right? Because I've been yeah. too long out of Israel and they didn't want it. Like they said, I lost all ties and they were afraid that I'm going to relocate to the US. So I actually had to stay in Israel. I was ready to go. I was ready to start school the next year. Um, the following school year, and I had to cancel it. I had to stay in Israel. I had no choice. I wrote the ambassador of the, like the U.S. ambassador in Israel. It's like, listen, you have to understand. I have to go to school. And of course, no one has responded ever. I, I was like, I was talking to the security guard in the American consul, uh, consulate to see if like there's anything that can be done. Anyway, I was stuck. And I thought it was like the worst thing that could ever happen to me. And then, you know, I had to figure out my life all over again. Because up until then, I was living in New York. I thought my life would be in New York and that's it. So I ended up staying in Israel, renting an apartment, finding a job. And luckily, I got accepted to school. Like they, they agreed to keep my spot. And the following year, I received a visa. So basically, we're speaking about one year. In that one year, I was working at a place that 
my closest friends till this day are part and are a huge part of my life and my family's life. Um, I met them during that year. Like I cannot see my life without them in my life. And of course, some of the incredible experiences that I've had. So it's just that failure. And I know that a lot of people here and I get messages, people failing exams and like things happen and they get so upset and I'm like, yeah, but maybe that's how it's meant to happen because you don't know what this failure is going to open up or save you from. So you got to be like, okay, I know I have a purpose. I'm going to keep doing it. And this is exactly what you did. And look, now you have this, this life where, you know, going from being all on your own in a global pandemic, it's like not just you, but all of us were so isolated and all of a sudden, you know, the community is something that people really, you know, held on to um, and saved so many, so many of us because it's just like we need other people to feel good and to feel something. Um, so anyway, I feel yeah. like these stories kind of, kind of relate <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Yes, yes. I totally relate to your story about uh, because at first, when you fail in something or you don't reach your purpose, you feel really bad, but you don't understand, especially if you have put uh, your effort in conquering your purpose. And, um, but then, uh, in hindsight, yes, I have to say that uh, for me, it's uh, like a blessing in disguise. Now I understand the, the, that having failed that exam was crucial for me because if I had succeeded in that moment, uh, surely I didn't uh, sign up for action makeover. And, and now, for example, I can feel that my life, my mindset has expanded. And I insist not only in terms of English, but English is the vital tool for that, definitely, because uh, you can communicate. And I feel so satisfied uh, personally with my experience, because I, as I mentioned, mm. I am a communication. And for me, that is fundamental, having the opportunity to interact directly with people, talking with them, asking questions. And, and that possibility to connect really uh, closely with people from around the world is fantastic. And another thing is because I love traveling. And yes, I have had the opportunity to uh, talk in English when I had been in non-Spanish speaking countries. Uh, but now I know that I, in my future, I am going to, well, I'm going to take all the advantage of this experience yes. in order to talk and communicate with people. Amazing. Amazing. And that is the mindset that leads to, you know, breakthroughs and changes and really fulfilling the desires and the dreams that you have for yourself and for the people around you. Amazing. Soraya, what is one piece of advice that you can give people who are currently struggling and they don't know um, they feel frustrated or maybe they've failed, what would you tell them? Well, that first, uh, they have a um, right to feel sad because that is human. Uh, and, and yes, we have the right to feel um, sad, uh, anger, or disappointing. Yes, but the important thing is overcome that moment. 
and continue working in your project. For example, um, yes, continue studying, but if you know that you have problems in terms of pronunciation or if you are shy, if you get stuck when you are speaking, well, look for places where you can uh, practice, where you can go beyond, but please, please don't be shy. Because I, I mean, yes, it is normal that we don't want to feel vulnerable. We don't want to feel that, oh, I, am, I, I don't know how to speak or, or I am afraid to get stuck or something like that. But if we continue doing the same, we are not going to succeed. I mean, you have to put your part in this process. You have to yeah. dare to do things, different things. For example, in Beyond, I have to confess, in Beyond and in Accent Makeover, um, you have to rehearse a vaccine uh, in order to make a video. Well, do it. Yes, none of us are actors or actresses. That's true. Yeah. But it's an exercise in order to enhance your pronunciation in order or learn uh, new ways of expressing yourself. Do it. And yeah. for example, in New Sound, I have to confess Hadar to you. Some of the tips, the final tips that you uh, told us in order to continue working in our process was, for example, learning uh, lyrics of sounds. And in this yeah. moment, I agree. Try to do that. Yes. <laughs> we had a few confidence exercises related to songs, and one of them had to do with creating your own rap song. Uh, yeah, yeah. The story people are like, should I join a seven rap song? No, 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 no. Do it in the fun. future, but other songs, yes. And and don't be afraid, don't be shy, because that prevents you from from exploring new possibilities and reach other goals. Yes, definitely you have to uh, get rid of, of these um, feelings. And even though I know I am not a shy person, that is an advantage for me. There are people who are shy, but bear in mind, if you don't speak, you are not going to improve your speaking. And if you decide to enroll in New Sound, please, please take advantage of the sessions we had had and the other coaches. Ask questions, show up, because it's not the same being in a passive way, only listening, listening, listening. You need to there to do things to expose yourself. So good. I absolutely agree. You have to do it and you experience it on your own. And you're like one of the biggest motivators and you keep pushing other members as well. So when people struggle in the coaching sessions, the right is always like, wait, I have something to say. And then you give them all your wisdom and insights. And I think that's amazing. And again, like this is what the community is there for. And I also, I agree 100%. You can't do it passively. You got to be active. You got to get uncomfortable. You got to do things that will feel like it's not me. I'm not like, yeah, okay. But you hasn't led you to a place where you are happy with. So if you keep on doing the things that you've been always doing, how do you expect to get different results? If you want to get different results, start changing things. Some of the things are going to make a bigger difference. Other things are not going to make any difference. Sometimes you'll feel a regression. 
yet you will at least be trying because then you'll know that you're going to be getting different results. So I have, yeah. I finally challenge your limiting beliefs because, for example, I realize in these courses that even though I believe, well, I am a cool girl, I have some limiting beliefs in terms of, of English. For example, in one moment of my life years ago, I was convinced that the only way to succeed or, um, yes, go beyond in my English process was living in an English-speaking country. I was convinced about that. Now, I know that that is not necessarily, because in fact, in the courses, there are many people who live in the States or in England or also in Australia that they join these courses trying to improve, enhance their English. And the only limiting belief for me was in terms of browsing. Because I thought, mm-hmm. oh, trying to talk or use the rhythm of the English language is a bit, uh, trying to be a big fake. Now I understand that any language has its own melody. And if you want to be a uh, best understand, understand it, it, it's better if you use the correct patterns of the language. Be open. Yeah. I wish I could hug you right now. You're so so wise. You're so wise. Um, Thank you so much for sharing all that wisdom and experience. And this is why I'm doing this interview series. I think it's so important for people to hear. Not for me. I I was where everyone is here, you know, once upon a time. But that was like 20 years ago. I'm way down the road and that's okay. I'm showing you and I'm giving you the path. But I think that you being a little closer to where a lot of people are and you are right now where they want to be having that freedom and like feeling expressive yes. and happy to speak. You know, I'm happy yes. to speak. Good job. I was like, Sarai, would you like to go live with me? Yelena was contacting Sarai. I was like, sure. You know, no hesitation, no second guessing. Right. It was like that, that freedom to just say yes without thinking so much about the consequences. I think that is the essence of what we're doing. And this is why the mindset work and the confidence work and also building the infrastructure, like the pronunciation work is so, so, so important. And it does get results. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm finally had that. I have to confess something at the end of the year, I'm going to bring part of the Hadashemes so to my family in Colombia, because I'm going to visit them. And I have a niece and a nephew. They both are 14 years old. And they are in that age that everything is embarrassing for them. And they obviously are, are studying English. And they don't want to speak in English. So I am trying to influence them with this mindset aspect. For example, I am recording videos for them and I'm sending videos to them in English, speaking in English, because I want to, they see, oh, if your aunt, that is all compared with them, is speaking in English, why okay, don't you learn to speak in English? So I am going to accept yes, exactly. <laughs> and then I want a video from the three of you speaking in English and then sending oh, it to yeah. amazing all right so i'm I'm so glad that you get to go back home and visit your family i'm sure that it's been a while 
Yeah. So, yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Really it's cool. going to be a good time. Yes. Yeah, for sure. All right, Soraya, thank you so much for this magnificent conversation. I love you very much. Thank you, Soraya. Take care and I'll see you soon.